Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. The United States has put together an international armada to deter Iranian-backed Houthi militias from Yemen from attacking shipping in the Red Sea. And this week, Greece announced that it will participate in this U.S.-led effort, dubbed Operation Prosperity Guardian. Expert Nicolas Katsibras joins me to discuss the Red Sea crisis, look at why it's significant from Greece's perspective, and break down why it's important that Greece plays an active role in this effort. Nicolas Katsimbras is a lecturer in Columbia University's Negotiation and Conflict Resolution Program, an international affairs consultant, a veteran officer of the Hellenic Navy, and a contributor to Kathimerini. Nicola, great having you back on The Greek Current. Always a pleasure. Nicola, let's start with the big picture here. What are the key concerns here, you know, not just in Washington, but around the world? 15% of global maritime trade goes through the Red Sea every single day. So it's a very important trade for the global economy. And this specific disruption is not to be tolerated by anyone. Like we have inflation uh, raising up prices in Europe and the U.S. already. And this is another factor now adding to the current pressure. So it's very important for the global community to step up and not allow Iran specifically to add more pressure to, to the West. So that's why the U.S. Secretary of Defense was quick to, to react and prepare this, start preparing, putting together this international uh, military operation. Greece has been part of this in the past many times, so this is not new for us either. And given our experience in the region, it was a no-brainer for Greece to join this operation. Why are these Houthi militias attacking shipping routes in the Red Sea? So this is essentially part of Iran's involvement in the Hamas-Israel conflict that has erupted over the past couple of months. Iran itself never really engages fully on with other state actors. It prefers for many decades to engage through other proxies. So in this specific situation, uh, Iran is using the Houthis to disrupt the maritime passage at the South Red Sea and specifically target Israeli interests as well. So uh, what we see here is uh, Iran's involvement in the Hamas-Israel uh, conflict, but in this indirect way. It's something we've seen before uh, Iran doing, and that's why the U.S. is leading this operation. And essentially, the coordination of this is by U.S., the fifth fleet based in Bahrain, that has experience in the operation. It is under its jurisdiction. And by the way, the Greek officers will be flying to Bahrain to discuss the details of our participation in the coming days. Nicola, I want to focus on the Greek angle here. You know, why is the Red Sea so significant from the perspective of Athens? There's so many different reasons why we are interested. First of all, we are a leading maritime force and we need to make sure our interests are safe. At the same time, any kind of disruption in the maritime traffic in the Red Sea will have major implications for our own citizens, for our prize, and for our allies as well. So we need to so support our allies. Thirdly, we also need to make sure that we are part of any kind of maritime operation that defends the area, given how over the past several years we have been more present in the area as well. And in international affairs, the only way that you can demonstrate that you're a reliable ally is if you have skin in the game, if you actually provide forces, if you're present. We cannot just support what's going on orally. We need to make sure that we're present by force. And honestly, I would say the military is to be used as well. 
Uh, I used to be a Greek Navy officer. I did participate in similar operations in the past. Our forces need to be active in order to make sure that they are well trained, they can pass along experience to other crews when they come back. So there's so many different reasons why Greece was quick to respond as well. And honestly, at the same time, we need to be clear that Greece has been developing more support in Gulf states, especially Saudi Arabia, sending Patriot missiles in Saudi Arabia. So since they are the ones that have been also really affected by this and the Houthi escalation, it's part of our effort to make sure we're present in an area that we support our allies that we have been developing closer ties with over the past few years. So then it goes without saying that Greece would take on this active role in the mission dubbed Operation Prosperity Guardian. It's a no-brainer. We have been active in the area for decades. Like We had frigates participating in Gulf security operations decades ago. We have been supporting anti-terrorism, anti-piracy operations for many, many years. And always, especially the Greek Navy, has been looking out for ways to participate more in the area for purpose of demonstrating the readiness of our of our crews and forces and being able to show how Greece has proactively helped stabilize our region over the past many years with its operations, not only in the Eastern Mediterranean, but also in the Gulf of Aden, Red Sea, and you never know in, in the future even further than that. Nicola, you've written about the Red Sea specifically in the past, and we've talked on this podcast about the role Greece can play in international missions like these. Moving forward, do you see Greece taking on a much more active role to really give meaning to this pillar of stability mantra that we've come to be familiar with over the last years? I know for a fact that there is political will for Greece to be more active. The challenge, of course, in order for us to be realistic, is how can Greece keep up with certain demand? We have an aging fleet. Of course, we have four cutting-edge French frigates about to join Greek fleet over the next few years. However, those don't really help with the bigger picture of being able to project power much further than the Red Sea, etc. Because the logistical needs, the reliability of the forces, like that—that that is an issue to be able to maintain long-term operations in the area. And our fleet right now faces a lot of challenges that are pretty well known. That's why we speak up about it. Okay, we have the political will, we have the vision, we know what this looks like, but political leadership needs to be more in line with the military recommendations for supporting our needs for new corvettes for ships that can sort of fill the void in the Eastern Mediterranean and bigger vessels like frigates can then operate much further. Now our frigates are very old, like the newer ones, the Meco class ones that I used to be assigned in, they're also very old and they need some kind of upgrade, but that doesn't seem to be happening. So, okay, vision is there, but we need also to put our, the politicians to put more effort in uh, updating our, our fleet. And Nicola, you spend a lot of time in Washington as well. You know, how does this engagement by Greece in this mission, how do you see it going down with different stakeholders in Washington? The U.S. for the past many years has been very explicit with its allies in, in the Eastern Mediterranean, in the Middle East, saying you need to pull your own weight as well when it comes to the security needs of the region. And this is Greece pulling its weight. Once again, this is Greece demonstrating actively within days of the U.S. announcing this operation that we are there, we're present, and you can count on us. 
This active and very direct engagement, quickly responding to U.S.'s call for addressing this crisis, will have also more dividends in our bilateral relationship. It just strengthens it. And it's easy for the U.S. to be able to demonstrate to different stakeholders in D.C. that we don't just talk the talk, we also walk the walk. And especially for Greek organizations like HALC and the Greek embassy, this is one talking point that can be repeatedly stressed as an example of Greece being a reliable ally in the region. Nicola, it's been great chatting with you as always. Thanks for joining and happy holidays. Thank you, Thano. Happy holidays, everyone. And to our listeners, happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll be back with you in 2024. In other news, Greece plans to raise up to 10 billion euros from debt markets via short and long-term bond issues next year, its debt agency said on Friday. Outlining its 2024 strategy, the agency said Greece plans to repay ahead of schedules more bailout loans and reduce the amount of T-bills in circulation. The agency's plan confirmed a Reuters report in November that says Greece plans to repay earlier more loans owed to Eurozone countries under its first bailout. Greece, which exited bailout programs in August 2018, has accumulated a cash buffer of about 30 billion euros, sufficient to cover at least two years of maturing debt. Finally, a Turkish parliamentary committee will resume discussions on Sweden's NATO membership application next week, putting ratification back on the agenda in a country that's been a key holdout. Turkish President Erdogan submitted the bill for ratification of Sweden's NATO bid in October. A debate in parliament began in November, but was postponed. On Tuesday, Erdogan was quoted as saying that Sweden's NATO bid and the sale of US F-16 fighter jets to Turkey are linked, and that President Biden had promised to get Congress to secure the F-16 sale if Turkey ratified Sweden's NATO bid. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.